From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for the week of July 17th, 2012 from Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by the only healthy members <laughs> of my team, Kathy Worling, John Magi, and Dustin West. We're like the survivors of the plague. <laughs> yeah, really. The only ones left. Dustin West back on the controls. Uh, uh, just uh, letting everybody know, if you haven't been paying attention to Facebook or the podcast board, uh, Corey is in the hospital. That's how bad this got for him. He has pneumonia. And uh, we were at the hospital with him last night. Uh, he's in good spirits. Uh, sounding a little rough today. But uh, I know he will appreciate all your good thoughts and prayers for a speedy recovery. We are hoping he will be with us uh, next week. But I know he's going to be in the hospital for a couple of days. He's pretty yeah. sick. He's yeah. pretty sick. They've admitted so. him and they're going to... I'm sure he's on IV fluids and things like IV that. IV fluids, IV antibiotics, the... Did you read that? This is it isn't funny, but Julie posted or, or sent an email about uh, what she was doing for him, and she had him sequestered in a back room. Yeah, yep. and she'd push him food. It was like very Andromeda strain. Yeah, <laughs> it was like it was. I would only touch you through the gloves. Well, they have to be careful with Ferris because Ferris oh, is much yeah. more susceptible to infections and things than. Oh, I don't blame her for doing it at all. It was yeah. just it was just the it. picture it brought yeah. up in your mind. Yeah, absolutely, but. Uh, and I gotta tell you, I mean, 11 years, Corey's been working for me, never been this sick, never mm. been this sick. So, you know. It's been hung over a few times. Been hung over <laughs> a few times, yeah, more than a few times. But uh, just want to let everyone know about that. Now, coming up this week, uh, Kathy Whirling is going to tell us what is new at Walt Disney World, including the latest rehabs and updates. And John Magi has his tips on beating the heat this summer, all that plus this week's news and roundtable rapid fire. And uh, we do have some prizes. Before you do that, can we just explain the other, where the other members of our team are? Oh, sure, sure, absolutely. Teresa's okay, but she has a daughter who's sick. Yep, so, Stella. Stella's not feeling good. So she decided to stay home with her. And Kevin just got over being very, very sick. But this morning, the dog was not well. So we've taken the dog to the emergency vet today and seeing what's going on with her. Right. But... He's feeling much better, so thank you to everybody who sent their prayers and good wishes to him. And Walter is just... Walter is uh, not just... He's getting stuff done. <laughs> he's getting a lot of stuff done. Someone's got to do some work around here. You know, so that's uh, okay. that's that. But we do have some prizes to give away. We've got two prizes to give away this week. One to Steve... Well, hold on a second. I got to make sure the numbers they picked. I got to see what we've what we've used. That was not an inspired decision on my part. Uh, retiring numbers after they were picked. Uh, if you want to know what numbers are still available in the PrizeMatron, podcast.wwinfo.com. Corey has gone ahead and put up a list of the 50 numbers on the PrizeMatron and blot which ones have already been, been picked. So let's see. Steve Gittler... Picked number 21. He is good to go. So let's see what Steve won. You have won 
a three-day, two-night stay at the Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin Resort. Located just steps from Epcot and Hollywood Studios, you'll enjoy a three-day stay at one of these deluxe resorts. This prize is based on availability and is yours courtesy of dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Thanks for listening, and congratulations. Yay. Yay. Oh, that's a good prize. That's yeah. a good prize. 3-2 at the Swan Dolphin. And uh, let's see. Who else do we have? We have Kevin John, the artist, uh, the sports artist we had uh, talked about and who has now moved here yes. to Cocoa Beach. He actually stopped in the Welcome Center. Oh, did he? Uh, unfortunately, I wasn't there oh. when he stopped in, but uh, I'm sure I'll see him. And... Uh, he picked number 18, which is available. So let's see what Kevin won. You have won a Disboards.com Hydro Flask. The double insulated Hydro Flask thermos keeps cool for 24 hours or hot for 12 hours and is emblazoned with the Disboards.com logo and URL just in case you forget it. Courtesy of Disboards.com Welcome Center in Cape Canaveral, Florida. Congratulations and thanks for listening. Yeah. Emblazoned. 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 I think he bought one when he was there the other day. So <laughs> you are going to be reimbursed for a hydroflask. <laughs> um, so that's great. Congratulations, Kevin. Look forward to meeting you. Uh, just want to make sure I make notes of what these people won. And there we go. Um, also, I want to let just remind everybody. I really should be better prepared here, and I'm not. <laughs> I didn't get home from the hospital last night. It's like 11 o'clock. Uh, the Indie Diz Meet is coming up. Labor Day weekend. Labor Day weekend. Thank you. And uh, we'll have a, a link to that on the show notes page, podcast.wdwinfo.com. This is a yearly event out in Indianapolis uh, where a lot of Dizzers get together, raise money for Give Kids the World. Great group of people. So if you are in the Indianapolis area, or feel like driving a few hours to get to Indianapolis, or even feel like flying in. Indianapolis, I hear, is a, a great city. So mm-hmm. uh, you can go join this group of Dizzers at the Indianapolis Diz Meet. <laughs> you don't know where it is, do you? I have no you idea. Have no it idea. I know a, it's in Indianapolis. <laughs> it's at some fairground. It's the same place they've had it the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah we'll have a plane. link to it in the show notes yeah. page. You can figure it out. Call Aaron Del Prince. Really? Get off the plane. Dizzers, Dizzers, <laughs> Dizzers. And of course, the Nova Scotia Diz Meet coming up in August. Mm-hmm. What are the dates on that, Kathy? I was afraid you were going to answer. Teresa's in charge of the dates. Oh, okay. I think it's the 11th to the 14th. Coming up. It's that weekend. They got a nice sized group of people yeah, show up for this. And we have, and Teresa are going. And some of the days that we're up there, she's arranged to have some like little mini Dizzer meets. So we're going to meet a lot of people from up there. And then, of course, uh, the New England. Disney coming up in September and again I'm really sorry I'm not prepared I know those dates September the 14th to the 16th there we go and where's it going to be it is up in Massachusetts the one of the events is in I did this in small print it's in Ludlow then they have an event we're all going to go to the Big E on Saturday and then isn't the Big E like a supermarket no it's like a big fair oh okay that all kind of stuff happens i think that's going to be a big one folks i think that's going to be a big one i know uh, we're going to try and get most of the team up there as i look over at john magi we're going to try this is a really busy travel year for everybody it is so we're really trying to get as much in as we can but we're gonna try 
So it's a beautiful part of the country. You'll like it up there. And these are all raising money for Give Kids the World as part of our Power of Ten initiative. Trying to raise a million dollars for Give Kids the World. We're about just shy of the hundred thousand mark, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, which is incredible. That's an incredible accomplishment already. So no, it's it's good. It's good. Not good enough. Not good enough. Needs to be better. Teresa, Rob, and I are working on an idea that we have to run past you. To I love that. I love that. I mean, Teresa and Kathy have done so much. The two of you. Yeah, they really took up have the done so much. mantle of this. Yeah, they really have yeah, and have done a job. phenomenal job. They deserve everyone's uh, uh, congratulations and, oh, gee, thanks. Uh, and praise for really picking up that uh, that torch and running with it so when you when you see those kids or when you see pamela landworth and she starts talking it's like you know you just can't do enough for those people you can't you can't so absolutely great job you guys both of you thank you um all right anything else for housekeeping i have a couple of things for housekeeping i have some information on podcast cruise 4.0 now that we're done with 3.0 uh, people are getting excited, and there's a lot of chat going on on the boards. For- are you announcing anything I don't know? No. Okay. I don't think so. Okay. We'll see if you know this or not. Uh, it is December 8th through December 15th of this year. Um, we have uh, sent information out and also posted that we have pre and post nights available at the Swan and Dolphin P and pre <laughs> pre and post cruise nights, $115 per night plus tax and resort fees. The pre-cruise nights are selling out very fast. As a matter of fact, we started out with some rooms at the Swan. They sold out almost immediately. Almost immediately. Now we're at the Dolphin, and those are going very fast. So if you are looking for those pre-cruise or post-cruise days, please hurry up and get over there and book them. I don't want anybody to be left out who is looking to do this. We're also going to be arranging transfers again like we did last time. Um, We got a lot of praise for our transfers. We did a really good job. Pat myself on the back, Kathleen on the back. We really had a, a great uh, experience with the company we hired, so we're doing that again this year. Great. Where the buses will be going to Walt Disney World Resorts and pe- taking people to the port and bringing them back. And could also go to the airport. $50 round trip per person, $35 one way per person. And then something I found out, I kind of forgot to announce this, or I think I announced it, and maybe I just didn't follow up on posting it on the boards. Our guest speaker on the cruise is Dave Smith. Right. And Dave Smith is a Disney legend and historian, and he was in charge of the Disney archives for many, many years. He, he actually started. started the Disney archives, right. exactly. He was the one who realized that you know we shouldn't be throwing this stuff away in the Disney company and started the Disney archives. Dustin has pin-up posters of Dave Smith that is he really? surrounds his bedroom with. Yes. Wow. That's creepy. And <laughs> he doesn't know what to say. I have no idea. I love what I, I love doing that stuff to him because he gets so he's like uh 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 I like looking over. He's like a tender horror over there with all the buttons and things. Yeah. He's uh he's on it over there. Uh Dave is putting together a special presentation for us, something that he's not done anywhere else oh, cool. for the cruise. Yep. And we're gonna have uh his he's gonna be doing a autograph session and a meet and greet. And we're going to try to get his book for everybody. Oh, wow. So we're really working on that, making sure that we have his book available. Awesome. He's just put out a brand new book. Now, big news, big announcement. Um, We are going to be doing a cruise next year on Royal Caribbean. Correct. So far, we have been calling it not Podcast Cruise 1.0. John hates that name. I don't (laughs) like that name. 
So I want to sort of change it. I think we're going to call it Diz Cruise 1.0. And the reason why we want to call it Diz Cruise 1.0 is because it's not just about the podcast team. We want to include everybody from the Diz. Whoever wants to go with us or as well. But mostly the podcast people. <laughs> mostly <laughs> people. The people we like. But what I mean is it's not about us. It's not about the podcasters. Well, it's always about me. But Going and giving speeches or giving presentations. It's really about going and enjoying the ship and each other's company. And we have dates. We have a contract with Royal Caribbean. Right. These dates have changed from when I made the announcement at the end of June um, because uh, we had some pricing issues, actually, that uh, we decided to switch the dates so that uh, it would be better, for, especially for people with kids. Oh, that's good. And I'm going to do is while I make the rest of this announcement, I'm going to let you bring up our booking engine for that that we've put together. And then the, we'll have a link to the booking engine on the show notes page. Uh, and also, those of you who contacted Tracy Heinrichs will be getting an email very soon, probably before the show goes up, that we're ready to start taking these bookings. It is August 24th, 2013, through August 31st, 2013. It's a seven-night Eastern Caribbean cruise on Royal Caribbean's Oasis of the Seas. It's an amazing ship. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Um not only is there a ton of stuff to do on the cruise. Um, These prices are incredible. The prices. We really, really worked with Royal Caribbean to get some really great pricing. One of the reasons why we switched our dates was there was an issue with getting quad space, getting space for families oh, of four. Okay. One of the reasons why we had to switch the dates was because we had trouble getting quad space for the date we were looking at, meaning that we were having trouble getting staterooms that had uh, occupancy for four people in um, the lower category staterooms, something that, like inside staterooms. So we wanted to make sure that we had enough variety of staterooms for all of our guests That's who could on the cruise. Um, as usual, details as we get closer, of course we're going to try to do meets and things like that on the cruise. But one of the things that really excites me about going on the Royal Caribbean cruise is I think there's so much more to do than a Disney cruise. For me, a Disney cruise, while it's great, and we have fun, and we have a lot of great time with everybody, um, there's shows, and there's movies, and and stuff like that. The Royal Caribbean seems to have more other stuff. There's rock climbing, and the ice skating rink, and there's- Zip lining. Zip lining, and there's different shows. Dustin zip line. I'm I'm down with that, that's fine. Oh, okay, then ice skating. Yeah, really, let's find (laughs) the thing he doesn't want to do. Not just ice skating, figure skating. And um, there's a miniature golf course on the cruise. I just think it's a it's a, a lot of fun. So that's what excites me about us picking Royal Caribbean for our next one. So this is Diz Cruise 1.0, August 24th to August 31st. I know you brought up the pricing page. You want to read off some of the pricing we've got? Sure. We have um, for an interior stateroom with two adults, 2317. That's including... Taxes and port charges. That's not uh, just the fare. That's everything. Um, a uh, ocean view stateroom is only sixty dollars more, uh, going for twenty three hundred and thirty seven dollars. A central park view stateroom is the same price as an ocean view stateroom. Again, if you don't know what these terms are, this ship. What they've done is they've kind of taken out that whole center section of the ship for the higher decks. So you have staterooms now that face inside, 
but overlook open space. And there's two open that spaces. That looks really cool. It's incredible. One of the open spaces is Central Park, and the other open space is Boardwalk. So we've got Central Park view rooms and Boardwalk view rooms. Correct. We also have uh, Superior Ocean View with Balcony, uh, $2,717. Incredible for price for a seven-night cruise. Right. Yeah, that's really good. Right. And uh, these require all of these require a $250 per person deposit. Uh, shipboard credits that Dreams Unlimited Travel is offering run between twenty five hundred. Oh, excuse me, twenty five dollars. <laughs> Take that out, Dustin. <laughs> twenty five dollars and two hundred dollars, depending on the category of stateroom. And uh, you know, even the single occupancy prices aren't too bad on these. But all that pricing is going to be available on this page, which will be. We'll have a link on the show notes page, podcast.wdwinfo. I want to just point out a few more things about this. Um, First of all, Royal Caribbean works a little bit different than Disney Cruise Line. So we are limited in the number of staterooms we were allowed to hold at this price. So if you're thinking about going, you got to book it. Yep. You got to deposit it. You just I have a feeling it's going to book quickly. I think I have a feeling within a month we're going to be reporting we're sold out because it's just great pricing, great time of the year, great cruise. It's a great way to celebrate the end of summer. Coming up to Labor yeah, Day that next is. year. And as we've done in the past, we'll make sure we get pre-cruise and post-cruise nights at the Swan or Dolphin. We're looking at reduced rates there as well. And we'll also be working at some kind of Diz Dreams transfers from the Orlando um, Walt Disney World area to Fort Lauderdale where this cruise sails out of. So don't be worried and say, well, you know, I've never sailed out of Fort Lauderdale. I don't know how to get there. What am I going to do? We're going to be working on all that as things get closer. So I'm really excited about it. Sounds like fun. I think it's going to be a fun cruise. I think so, too. It's just tough to sort of think that far in advance. Dustin's not excited about it, though. (laughs) I'm super excited about it. What are you talking about? Dustin's not going. What? Am I? I have no idea. You better believe he's going. Oh, jeez. Am I going to sail again with Dustin? You better believe he's going. Of course Dustin goes. Yeah. Have you ever been behind Dustin when it comes to security? Oh, with the cameras. With the cameras and the look. and the, <laughs> You might as well change his name to Al-Qaeda. The way he looks. <laughs> oh, stop. I swear it's the beard, but then... It one, is the beard. One time I went with all the cameras and stuff, and I didn't have I didn't have my beard. I was clean shaven. They still pull me over and have to do the swat down. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I, speaking of Dustin and cruises and videos, um, you need to check out the... Uh, Kevin Kidney, Jody Daly video that Dustin shot on Podcast Cruise 3.0. Seriously, you need to know about these two guys. Yes. They are amazing. They are amazing. And they're really kind of well-known on the West Coast among the Disneyland set, but not so much by the Disney World folks. Trust me, watch this video and you will be huge fans of theirs. Definitely. And also uh, check out their Facebook page and like them on Facebook. We're really trying to get everybody kind of turned on to these guys because they are at, not only are they amazing artists, they are amazing guys. They were so sweet and accommodating and friendly and they loved our group and they loved our uh, the whole thing. It was just it was their first cruise. There's a great couple of guys. So check out that video among the many others that Dustin has put up. They also gave us a really great shout out on their blog. 
yeah. thanked us and what a great time they had and thanked the Diz boards. And, and it's a great blog, it. too, yeah. that, mm-hmm. that Kevin does. So um, we'll have links to all their stuff on the show notes page uh, this week. And so go ahead and check that out. That's it for my housekeeping. Anything from you, Kathy? No, that's it. Dustin, you have any housekeeping? No, I don't. Okay. Well, then we'll move on with the news. Go ahead, John. All right. Our first story. Father says daughter kicked out of Disney internship due to heart condition. A Montana woman says she was kicked out of a college internship program in Walt Disney World after she collapsed on the job with a heart condition. Kelsey Brightwell, 21, collapsed June 8th, 2012, while working in a restaurant in Epcot. She spent 11 days in the hospital. All the while, she says she updated her bosses of her status. Kelsey said Disney approved her leave until July 3rd and extended it to July 9th when she was headed back to the doctor with the hopes of gaining clearance and returning to work. Steve Brightwell, Kelsey's father, reported to the local press, quote, on the 4th, she called and said they fired me and I have until 2 p.m., July 5th, the next day, to vacate my apartment. I'm thinking it's atrocious, it's ridiculous, my daughter has this health problem. How can you put her out on the street? She, uh, I'm a thousand miles away and I'm helpless. Kelsey's uncle, who lives in Augusta, Georgia, picked her up in Orlando, and she's currently staying with the family in South Carolina and seeking further medical treatment. A Disney spokesperson released a statement in regards to Kelsey, saying, in, in regards to Kelsey's case, it read, quote, Our first concern is for Kelsey's health. Once she is medically cleared to return to work, we will consider her for the next available opportunity in August. Wow. Yeah, this seems really, Something's really strange, up. doesn't yeah. it? Something's up. I don't I don't know the specifics of the paperwork that is involved with like the college program and, and whatnot, but basically you're you're when you sign it, they have every right to fire you for whatever reason. Well, what, what it was made clear to me. Uh, Florida is a right to work state, so pretty much any employer has the right to fire anybody for any reason. Or no reason. Or no reason at all. However, it seems really weird that Disney would not only fire her for being sick, but then say, you know what, get out of your apartment and go away. And yeah. It's just, it's really well, that extreme. Part seems like how they handled the college program when you've heard of kids that for whatever reason they got rid of them, they, they needed them out of the apartment rather quickly, but it seems weird that they said you're fired. And then they said, well, see us for the next college program. That seems like they're saying two different things. Well, they also said when she's medically cleared, is it possible that she had not been medically cleared by yeah, the time, possible. by the time that they gave her? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I think there's, I think there's more to this that we're not hearing. Right. Maybe there'll be more follow up in the news. Yeah. I hadn't even seen that one. Because that, usually but, if it's something to do with Disney, it's all over the news here. Yeah, yeah. All right, our second news story. California couple aims to visit Disneyland every day in 2012. <laughs> a Southern California couple have passed the halfway mark in their quest to visit Disneyland every day this year. Jeff Reitz, 39, of Huntington Beach, and Tanya Mickish, 45, of Lake Forest... Need to go get a job. ...were both unemployed when she came up with the idea of becoming Magic Kingdom marathoners, Reitz said. As annual pass holders, they could go to the Anaheim theme park, and it's, a, and it's a joy in California adventure as often as they wish, so they decided to go 366 days in the leap year, beginning on New Year's Day. Quote, we joke around that we're more here more than the cast members are, end quote, Jeff Reed said. The idea was to put a smile on our faces instead of sitting at home and being bummed about being out of work. Okay. 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 
Okay. okay. Get a job. <laughs> Isn't that the first thing that crosses your mind? That's yeah. the first thing that crosses my mind. Now the first will, thing that crosses my lips. Get now, a job. Now, I will say this. This is the next sentence. Mikish now has a full-time job, but Reitz said she still joins him in the evenings. They celebrated her birthday there, and they've strolled down Main Street, and they've just had a great old time <laughs> hanging out in Disneyland. Collecting unemployment, <laughs> being... Never mind. I guess nice work if you can get it, but if you're in the park, how are you, you know, pursuing job leads? I oh. think it's kind of, it may, we all have this sort of common sense attitude that, okay, that would be fun to go to the park every day, but reality is, why aren't you investing every day into finding a job somewhere? I mean, it's possible they're going in the morning for a couple of hours yeah. and then going out in interviews or doing stuff like that. I'm sure... You know, there's other stuff going on. I'm sure that they, I really hope they are looking for work. But And they said she has a job, so that's good to hear that. But you almost wonder, you know, in this day of social media, is that, that like their gimmick? Like, hey, we're going to the park every day, so now somebody says, hey, would you like a job from us? Like they've. Yeah, could you know, be. Could be a way of getting your name out there. Could also be an opportunity for them to do something else to, to generate capital. Could be an idea for a book. Could be a story they're selling yeah. to somebody. You never know. You never know. Go to Starbucks. Get a job. Yeah, really. <laughs> and my final news story. New hotel coming to Universal Orlando in 2014. This was interesting. Universal Parks and Resorts and Lowe's Hotels and Resorts just announced Universal's Cabana Bay Beach Resort, a new affordable on-site option for families visiting the theme parks coming in 2014. Unlike the current three hotels, Cabana Bay will feature 900 family suites that will sleep six and include kitchenette areas. And it's familiar. Where have I heard yeah. this before? In addition to the suites, 900 standard rooms will also be available. Interesting, though, that they're making them see, uh, sleep six, where Art of Animation is five. Yeah. According to Universal, the hotel will have a much different theme than the resort's current, current offerings. It is, it is designed to remind guests of, quote, the driving vacations so many Americans grew up enjoying with their families. Spending time at sweeping motor courts just off the highway where families relaxed, played after a long day's drive, and caught bed bugs. <laughs> <laughs> Clean lines, bright colors, and neon signs will, be, will accomplish the vintage feel. Two themed pools will give guests a place to relax and enjoy the atmosphere. Tom Williams, chairman and chief executive officer of Universal Parks and Resorts, said, quote, our new hotel will give guests an affordable, incredibly themed on-site hotel experience unlike anything else at our resort. Our new family suites and family value pricing will give our guests on-site options they've never had before. Guests at Cabana Bay will receive early entry to the theme parks just like any other Universal Orlando hotel guest. And they will receive complimentary Universal Express unlimited access. Uh, the new hotel will be located on a 37-acre plot of land adjacent to Islands of Adventure just off Hollywood Way and Turkey Lake Road. Construction, construction is expected to begin soon. Pricing and opening date information will be released at a later date. Well, you know, when I first saw this, I said to myself, I mean, obviously you can make the comparisons to Art of Animation. That goes without saying. But... I think it's an incredibly aggressive move on their part. I think they're trying to say to Disney, you know, we're in this to win it. And we're now going to open, you know, you just opened up your resort. We're going to open up an 1800 room 
resort as well. And we're going to, you know, we'll pull a page out of your book. And I got to be honest with you, uh, not so much because it's universal, but because it's Lowe's that's managing these hotels, take it seriously. Lowe's runs a great hotel. Mm-hmm. Lowe's runs a great hotel. And, um, you know, I'm interested to see what this looks like. I don't consider this so much a shot at Disney and Art of Animation as I do Westgate. This property is going to be across the street okay. from, a, from Westgate Lakes and Westgate Which Resort, is a timeshare resort. Which is yeah. a timeshare resort that, a, that is, you know, multiple family stays, can accommodate more people, have kitchenettes, have full kitchens in mm-hmm. them. So what they're saying is, and I give them credit for this, they have seen the need in the market. And the need in the market is for families to stay together at an afford. Now, we don't know what the price is going to be. Right. It could be still expensive because that art of animation, in our opinion, is expensive. But if they accomplish this, I give them a lot of credit. I wonder how much cannibalization is going to go on, though, with their other hotels, especially if this comes in at a lower yeah. price point. I think you're going to see a lot of people. I mean, because I'll tell you, at least where Hard Rock and Royal Pacific are concerned. Hard Rock in particular, very difficult to get rooms there. Mm-hmm. It's always busy. It's always at a high occupancy. You know, Portofino, not so much. Portofino, it's kind of usually kind of easy to get a room there, depending. But, you know, it's easier at Portofino than it is the other two. I'm just, I'm interested to see. I'm interested to see how this plays out. Uh, I think that, I don't know. I, I know what you're saying, and you, you're probably right, that there is some, some of this is aimed at, Westgate, but I don't think, I don't know how much Universal looks at Westgate as a competitor. I think they look at Disney as a competitor and they've got strong, you know, strong numbers from Harry Potter. They've got uh, a corporate parent now that's sinking a lot of money into this resort. They're expanding their theme parks. And now this, this is to me, looks like another step in a very aggressive, competitive plan to take market share away from Disney. With Harry Potter, they saw they could make a dent. And I don't care what Disney says, it made a dent. Oh, yeah. And this is starting to get interesting. This is starting, and you know what? At the end of the day, we're the ones right. who win. We win. This piece of land that they're going to build on has been Universal's for a really long time. And they've been working this land for a long time. It's got some backstory to it. The army used to own it and used to park vehicles there. Oh, really? The the dirt had to be cleaned out type of thing. But Universal always had plans for that piece of property. I don't know if it was always hotels. Probably was. They were waiting for that need to to be generated. But now they've got uh, Harry Potter and now they've got the Harry Potter extension expansion going on so now they must have a need for more hotel rooms and maybe what they did was and i apologize kathy for cutting you off what they probably did was they probably looked at their business model and said well what is the need right right no of course i'm sure that was all part of it but i'm saying the need is we see what disney did so we their meeting need we need the meeting but didn't i didn't universal announce a harry potter resort or did i dream that there you know it's funny i was just thinking about that they had we had heard rumors. I had gotten unofficial confirmation that they were going to go okay. that route, but it never it never happened. This was years ago. This was before uh, before Wizarding World was yeah, open, right? And but the the uh, 
the rumor at the time was that the hotel was going to be themed on Hogwarts, which is, of course, what the icon in Wizarding World of Harry Potter became. So I don't know if people were misreading the plans, the early plans. They were seeing a design for Hogwarts. It was going to be a big building and that maybe that was going to be a, a, a hotel. They never actually, and I don't think they ever announced okay. it. I, I know that. they we, may, You know what? They may have. I got to, I don't know. I think they may have announced. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm fuzzy on that detail I'm fuzzy too, on but, it, but I know it was talked about. I know okay. we talked about it on the show. I know that I talked to people at Universal at one point, uh, people in a decent position who had said that that was... That, that had been floated. Um, so, but I think that, you know, the, the, I think the, the, the problem that Universal is going to run into with this competing with Disney is going to be the obvious one, which is going to be space. Now, at one point, they did have a lot more land that was like, you know, stretched down toward International Drive and they sold it. And... I'm wondering if they're kicking themselves in the behind now for having done it. I think you're going to see Universal do what they did in Disneyland in that there's a backlot area where the cast is and there's a parking structures for the cast. I think they're going to claim that as part of a park at one point and then move the cast off site mm. type of thing. Could be. I want to have, there's two corrections to my story. Kathy reminded me that, uh, or actually corrected me and said that Art of Animation actually does sleep six. Mm-hmm. I thought it slept five. So did I. Mm-mm. So, apparently... But if technically, one, no, I guess it would sleep six. If one kid wants to sleep on the windowsill or sink, apparently, <laughs> and they sleep six. Yeah, I wouldn't... Uh, and then the other... I wouldn't put six people in there. And the other correction is, I got this wrong. Um, guests at Cabana Bay at Universal will receive early entry to the theme parks, but they will not receive complimentary Universal Express unlimited access. So, what this means is, if you stay at the higher price resorts, you get front-of-the-line access, while those at Cabana Bay will not. Hmm. Uh-huh. So that's one of those things. And then that then pushes out into the whole speculation that we've always talked about. Disney was think there was rumors that Disney was going to change their fast pass pass system based on accommodations. So we might be starting to see the class. Well, I think Disney might be waiting to see (laughs) how it works at Universal before they, you know, but I don't know. I don't know. I, I, Honestly, I'm going to tell you something, and I'm going to probably get a lot of flame mail for this, but um, the more I think about it, I'm okay with them saying, you know what, if you're paying $500 a night for your hotel room, you get better access to the rides than if you're staying at a $90 a night. You know what, and we'll hopefully have our Polynesian review ready for next week. Um, you know, they're just, when you stop and look at it right now, there aren't a lot of perks to staying at a deluxe resort versus a value. True. And with the disparity in those price points widening, you know, I think if you pay more, you should get more. However, I think what we, they need to look at is value add not take away from what's already there. They always get in trouble when they take away. Right, So right. you allow everybody no, to keep I'm, the same perks, but you invent new perks for people staying. Well, concierge. I think that's what I'm thinking, is that if you're if you're staying at a deluxe resort, there should be some extra benefit in the parks. 
to you for that. Well, we talk about this next-gen technology coming out where you're going to be able to make your ride reservations 180 days in advance. Maybe now, if you're staying concierge, you can make them 190 days in right, advance. Right. might be what we say. That I wouldn't think is so bad. But like when I think of like the people that struggle to try to get to Disney World and you get here and it's like you suspend all reality and it's like you're in Disney World, you're in that bubble and wow, isn't this wonderful? And now if they start going, but hey, because you stayed at a value resort, you don't get this or that. They, they're going to have to be really careful, I would think, on how they do that. Well, I guess a lot of it has to come down to how they market and how they present it. When you have packages, your package includes more if you pay more. Right. So if you say to somebody, well, if you're willing to pay more to stay at this resort, you're willing to get more as far as perks go. I think that's a fair way of presenting it rather than you're at a, you're at a value resort and you don't get X, Y, and Z. I guess it depends on how they do it. Like if they made it extra magic hours for uh, deluxe guests for so many hours and then value got like 45 minutes or an hour, then I start to see they're going to have problems. Mm-hmm. Dustin, what do you think? I, th- I think as far as Disney is concerned right now, I think there's enough difference between the the different tiers, especially uh, when you consider most of the uh, deluxe resorts are in nice locations. You can walk places. You can take transportation. I see that as a huge perk. So That's true. Um, I, I don't know that I would necessarily want to see um, different like fast pass access or early entrance, um, but if they are going to do that, I think you should give it to to everybody and and tier it so <clears throat> so like values would get you know one per so many attractions a day and then up to deluxe would be unlimited all day or something like that. Well, they're going to have to continue the idea that you get something more for staying on Disney property right. as opposed right. to off property. So that becomes part of the equation. We don't want to you don't want to now say well, you know I can pay this amount and stay at a value resort. And I'm not getting anything that, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not getting these perks. Why don't I just go down the street on 192 right, and stay somewhere over there? So, I mean, yeah, there's a tough dance they have to do. But I think going back to this resort in Universal, I'm always excited when something new comes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Always excited. Well, so. like I said, it doesn't, you know, whatever they're doing, whatever Disney does, whatever Universal does, whatever the reasons they do it, the competition benefits us. Mm-hmm. Benefits the people who come here on vacation, the people who go to the theme park, stay at the resorts. We're the winners. And you know what? Competition is great for business. It's great for you know pushing, pushing them to be more creative, pushing them to be more inventive and smarter business people. I'll agree with that. And I'm all for it. I'm all for it. A little bad blood between those two. Um, yeah. happy to pick up the pieces there. Well, look at how this, I, I know we're kind of sort of trying to want to be done with this conversation, but look at how much this town has changed in the time we've lived here. Oh, gosh. And you think about, okay, SeaWorld stepped it up and built parks and built attractions that are cool and Universal stepped it up and even now there's Legoland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you think it's only good stuff for us. Absolutely. It's only good stuff yeah. for the yeah. vacationer. Absolutely. So, all right. Well, That's thank you very much for that, John. That'll do it. For the news, let's move on to Rapid Fire. And I'm not even going to bother to say who wants to go first. Oh, Kathy. Oh, can I go first? <laughs> <laughs> we should call Teresa up at home and see if she's got one. Okay, mine is they have changed around the locations for where the um, service animals can take their breaks. 
Have you ever noticed where they are? Usually they're like behind a gate, like where a cast member yeah, can go back. Yeah, they're usually in cast member areas. But now they're... You're talking about in the park? In the park. Oh, yeah. I never noticed There's the... one... Um, you know where the bathrooms are in Epcot by where the red phone booths are? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a service animal area because I sat there and watched wow. you know, the animals go back. But now they're on stage and they're going really? to have signs up. And the locations are behind the Ye Old Christmas Shop there in Liberty Square, across from the Ring Carver in Adventureland, near the Big Thunder Mountain exit, and in between the Carousel of Progress and Space Mountain restrooms. They're going to get rid of all of our smoking areas and turn the yeah, really the dog areas. Yeah, so there's new locations and they're putting up the signs. I hope now. they clean those areas better than they clean the smoking areas, <laughs> because I'm going to tell you something, you know. I, I remember when they first went to the designated smoking areas, they kept that area so clean. You didn't see cigarette butts in the ground. You didn't see overflowing ashtrays. Now it's like they don't even bother going there. Huh. I'm talking wow. about ashtrays that are not just overfull. Just I'm talking mound. about a mound of cigarette butts. Oh, jeez. Well, they're going to have to, cl- obviously. They, I mean, it's, um, you, you know, it's it's... Biohazard waste. Sanitary, yeah, You know, they, they have to keep that clean. I wonder what constitutes a service animal. You think I can get like a monkey or a lizard or something <laughs> to bring it to the park? Nowadays, it seems pretty much anything. If you, if, if you can, um, service animals can, be, can include comfort, comfort animals. Right. So that if you have an emotional issue and your animal provides comfort, wish I'd known that. I could have gotten that pass a long time ago just like you know brought figaro <laughs> carried yeah. figaro around the park because he's so good about riding in the car <laughs> yeah <laughs> well when we were doing the um photo tour on the the cruise ship as we walked around there was a like the puppy pad they have like the big it's like a pad that has grass on it that they put on people's decks that on the cruise ship if they have service, service animals, animals. The, wow. d- deck, the dog can go out on the veranda on their little puppy pad piece of grass so it's probably the most. It must be fun for the stateroom host to clean that up. <laughs> yeah, I wonder how they do that. Just and it's pretty throw it big overboard. Too. Just fling it out yeah, over, right. the, <laughs> over the railing. You you know what? Uh, having having these uh, locations on stage now is it's going to help the process a lot for these folks because if if they beforehand if they had to uh, take their pet to go to the bathroom they had to find a cast member and they had to be escorted by i think it's like two cast members backstage and you know they're not always available to do that so it's just it's it's easier but they would have to have two cast members yeah i think so wow um what the reason for that was one to pick up the poop i I might <laughs> could be no we never did that um because because i've done it before i i brought uh when i was a cast member i brought a couple people backstage in animal kingdom and I got in trouble. They're like, you need to have an, you need to have another person with you, like a manager or something. Wow, that's huh. weird. That's because yeah. if you go backstage in the wrong place in Animal Kingdom, they'll get eaten. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> it was it was right next to the uh, the tiger pen. Oh, <laughs> you could hear. Oh, you could smell dog flesh. Oh man, <laughs> that dog really had to go. <clears throat> All right, <laughs> thank you, whoever gave me that. that. Was that was <laughs> John? Um, in case you've missed it, it's been all over the boards and all over the site. Free dining is back at Walt Disney World. Uh, book between July 12th and September 9th, and September 29th, 2012, and you can get free dining on your Walt Disney World package. Um, arrival most nights September 30th through October 4th. 
October 19th through November 1st, November 19th through the 15th, November 23rd to the 29th, and December 10th through the 13th. And those are start dates. Your arrival date starts and then your trip. You don't have to have the whole trip in that window. If you stay at a value resort, you get free quick service dining. And if you stay at a deluxe, moderate, moderate deluxe or deluxe villa resort, you get free regular dining. Um, we were very, very excited. Dreams Unlimited Travel has saved their clients over $40,000 in wow. package discounts since free dining came out. So yep. we always love it when a discount comes out. It's always fun to save clients money. And the way we do that, uh, folks is well first of all John and I are co-owners in Dreams Unlimited Travel so just for full disclosure but uh, one of you know one of the things that we had come up with in the very beginning which at the time nobody was doing was if you're already booked with us and a discount comes out and we can apply it to your reservation we do that automatically you don't have to be on top of that and uh, so that's what John's talking about we took of the clients that we already had booked with us we were able to apply the free dining package to their plan and saved over $40,000 for our, our clients. Some of them huge. Some individual savings of like $3,000 for one client. Awesome. Wow. Yeah, incredible. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you for that. And that was a very rapid, rapid fire. <laughs> but uh, my rapid fire is going to be to play a few uh, Diz anniversary voicemails. This is oh, cool. uh, what we're doing. We ask people to tell us their Diz story as part of the 15th anniversary of the Diz, which happened on June 1st. Some people got that confused and thought it was the anniversary of the Diz Unplugged. It's not. It's the 15th anniversary of www.info.com and DizBoards.com. And so we have three to play here. And let me just get my volume turned up so that we can hear it. And the first one comes to us from Bruce. Hello, podcast team. This is Bruce from PA. My house, a mouse on the boards. Wanted to congratulate you on the milestone of reaching 15 years. I want to thank you for all that you all do. I also wanted to share what the Diz and the Diz boards means to me, and, I, and I'm sure many other people out there as well. I actually found the podcast first. I used to use it for trip planning and keeping me connected to the world in between trips. Through the podcast, I found the boards and have been mostly a lurking member for the last four years. Again, I use the boards to help plan trips and finding answers to just about any question I might have. But about two years ago, I realized that the Diz is also something else. Uh, like many of the other stories that have already shared, the, the, the Diz is more than just info. Uh, it is a continuation of what I call that Disney magic. Uh, whether it's big or small, the the Disney magic is, is out there on the boards. And for me, it started uh, with me being able to share some of that Disney magic. Uh, two years ago, planned a trip uh, going down, and around the same time of planning a trip, I started into the whole running thing like many other people these days, and just uh, coincidentally, the trip that we planned was uh, at the same time as the Disney Wine and Dine Half Marathon and figured, hey, I'm going to sign myself up for my first 5K in Disney. What, what better motivation than that? Uh, as it turns out, part of the registration and 
the fees going along with that. You got a free ticket to go to one of the Halloween parties. Uh, unfortunately, the night that we got the ticket, the free ticket for the Halloween party was also the same night that we were flying back home. So I wasn't going to be able to use it and thought, hey, you know, I can't use it, but maybe somebody else can. And thought, hey, the, the boards would be a great place to be able to find somebody else that maybe could use this ticket. And sure enough, I was able to put a note out there on the boards for someone who could use it and very quickly was able to find someone that could use it uh, for their brother to be able to uh, join the party with them. And uh, and that was great. And uh, what was great about that whole Disney magic is, is also that Disney karma that comes along with it. You know, the next year, planning my trip, uh, actually doing a family trip, inviting some other family members along. And... At, at one point, we, we came across the, the whole refrigeration need. And obviously, as ever, most people know, the refrigeration's a, a good deal of money per day at, at the resorts. And thought, hey, you know what? Let me check on the Diz and see if there's anything out there with refrigeration. Maybe we can find one cheaper. And to my amazement, I came across the whole fridge swapping uh, thing, which was just phenomenal, and uh, was actually able to uh, get signed up to one of the dis uh, fridge swaps, and actually got a fridge with no cost for my entire trip. So uh, it was great to see that that Disney magic and the Disney karma come up there. Um, and that's what it's all about, to me at least. Uh, you know, you have a question, and you can you can go on the Diz and find a hundred people that have the solution. Now, there's always those ten people out there that'll tell you that even asking the question in the first place was morally unethical or politically <laughs> incorrect, undermines the whole ecosystem and the righteousness <laughs> of the so world. True. But I'm not here today for those people. My words are for you. Thank you for opening your doors and having us be all a part of your family. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Bruce. That was great. And uh, you're right. You know, you've got the people that on the boards that are going to do that. But uh, your, 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 your sentiment is exactly the sentiment I, I choose to embrace, which is, you know, I don't do this for them. I, I do this for the people that, that get something out of it and want to have an authentic experience that want to be there for the right reasons and aren't using the boards as a way to deal with their failed lives or <laughs> miserable marriages. When you look at something like the, fi- the fridge swap, it not only met a need that people wanted to have these refrigerators and they didn't want to pay for them, but I think it also came from the fact that there were people out there who wanted to help other people. Yep, absolutely. Yes. Who want to be that sort of give their version of Disney magic to somebody mm-hmm. else Absolutely. in any way they could do it. So I think that's a great thing. I, I love mean, that. I love when things like that are done on the boards. I love when things like that, the fridge swaps and people do now postcards. They go to Disney and they buy postcards and they send it to someone else who said, please send my child a postcard for their upcoming trip. Yep. And these are great things. That it's awesome. Know. It's awesome. And they're all over the boards and it's been like that for years. And I love that Bruce brought that up. Also, so. that's part of one of the reasons why we've done this is because we wanted to help people right that was our, our the motivation you got to remember something when i started the diz uh it wasn't about uh wasn't about making money it wasn't about turning it into a business in fact for the first year i insisted there couldn't be any advertising i didn't want that and then i had a you know we got a server <laughs> bill <laughs> and bills. then it's like okay well maybe i have to rethink that but 
it was all just about sharing the passion. It's just all about sharing the passion with like-minded people. Mm -hmm. We all want to know that other people feel the way we feel and think the way we think and love the things that we love. And that creates a connection. I don't care what community it is. It creates a connection. Certainly has on ours. And, you know, I hear stuff like that. I also, you know, I... How often do we hear this from our podcast listeners? You know, I'm registered on the boards, but I'm a lurker. Mm-hmm. Or I don't post on the boards. And I, I get that. But you know what I would love? I would love it if a whole bunch of listeners that are lurkers register, go post on the podcast board, and come on, kind of come out. Come out and, and, and join us. Uh, it's a great group of people on the podcast board. And, you know, I, I love, I love that board. I love the podcast board. And we get that for the Diz meets too, that people go, Oh, we don't want to come up because we're shy. And when I see somebody like standing in a corner at a meet, I always go over and talk to I them. I mock them. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we're, you're in the corner cause no one likes you. <laughs> Sad. You know, it's just so nice to meet somebody who shares an interest that yep. you do. And I, I feel the same way. Yeah. You know, we all started out, I can remember, I've been on the Diz for 12 years now. Um, I can remember when I asked that first, I lurked for over a year before I asked my first question and then it was sort of like off to the races after that that I saw that if I asked a question, people would give me answers. And then once I knew some of the answers, then I shared that back. And, you know, podcast board is a great place to start. Start there and then work your way out to some of the other boards. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Next up, we have Melanie, who sent in her Diz story. Hi, podcast team. Happy anniversary. My name is Melanie, or Disney Girl 36 on the boards. My Disney story began at a very early age. In other words, I have been a Disney geek for as long as I can remember. My Diz story began around 2004. I was frequenting another Disney fan website and had grown very tired of all the fussing and fighting that was constantly going on in even the most benign of threads. So I went in search of another site where I could find a happier home to get my Disney fix. I found the Diz and I felt welcomed and at home right away. I have really enjoyed reading trip reports, giving and getting advice, writing my own trip reports, and sharing in the excitement of upcoming trips with my fellow travelers in the Disney Cruise Line meet threads before our cruises, and also on the ABD meet thread for an ABD trip that we took back in 2008. I have made some great friends on the Diz, some that I have met in my travels and still keep in touch with today, years later, and some that I have never met but feel like they are friends nonetheless. I love the podcast and look very forward to listening to you guys every week. There's just something very special about the bond that you all have with each other, and it shines through in your podcast. So thank you for coming into my life every week and making me smile. My husband and I had the privilege of meeting Pete and Walter while they were on their Southwest Splendors ABD while at the Red Cliffs Lodge. Oh, yeah. I had totally ripped off ABD's itinerary, and we just happened (laughs) to be there at the same time. It was so nice to meet them and to see that they are in person just like I had expected them to be. Nice, warm, caring, and friendly. Now I'm anxiously awaiting my opportunity to travel with them and John and Kevin on next June's Backstage Magic trip. So just wanted to say thank you to all of you all for all of your hard work on the podcast, the blogs that you put out there, and on the boards. It really does help us Disney geeks get a little bit of Disney magic every time we log onto the site or listen to the podcast. You all are really 
simply the best. Thanks again. Oh, that's great, Melanie. Thank you so much. And I I absolutely, I didn't realize it was you until you said that, but I, I clearly remember meeting you. Uh, at the Red uh, Red Cliffs Lodge. What did she do? She just come up for, to you out of the blue? And well, say, yeah, she knew we were going to be there because we talked about it on the show, and she uh, uh, she planned the same, you know, on on her own. She kind of planned the same itinerary that ABD does, at same hotels, same kind of things. Uh, clearly, much less expensive when you do it on your own, and uh, happened to be there at Red Cliffs, and yeah, we met her, and, and that's cool. It was great. It was really great. I remember that. And uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. That was a nice little surprise. And uh, look forward, hope, hopefully, to see you on the Backstage Magic next year. But, you know, hopefully I'll see you in town before then. That would be great to see you again. So, Very awesome. cool. See, that's the other thing I love about this is that, you know, it's happened now. It's happened in London. It's happened mm-hmm. everywhere we go. Um, randomly, we'll meet people that listen to the show. That. And that's why when people say, I was here and I saw you and I didn't want to come up to you, I get angry. I'm like, mm-hmm. please, I absolutely love that. We do. We love it. Yeah. I don't get to interact with a lot and meet a lot of our listeners one-on-one. And when I have the opportunity, I really try and go out of my way to take it because, I, I A, I enjoy it, but also, I, I know this is true for all of us here at the table, well, the ones that aren't here, too, uh, <laughs> that... We've made some really great friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've Absolutely. made some yeah. really, really great friends. So uh, please, 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 by all means, don't ever be shy. Don't ever hesitate. Doesn't matter if we're having dinner or we're on vacation or something like that. Um, you're not, you know, like people say, oh, we don't want to bother you. It's not a bother. No. It's not a bother. It's not, you're not asking me for money. But don't so, you think I mean, it's, it's cool that you have like good friends all around the world now? Yep. Because of this. Well, and I, I, I do. I think that's awesome. I wish the friends I was making lived here. <laughs> we say that all the time. Oh, yeah. They all have to live like in like other continents. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. You're right. But it's like it's opened my eyes to the world. Oh, yeah. You know, now you care about what happens in these different countries because think, now you have friends. You think there. about your friends. Exactly. That happens all the time. Every time I see a news story. Yep. Absolutely. The other problem we have is it seems like everybody comes at the same time. So there's like two weeks where everybody's around, and then they all go home, and we go, oh, so lonely. We have nothing to do. <laughs> so sad. So awesome. That was great, Melanie. Thank you so much. And finally, uh, Melissa has her Diz story. So here is Melissa. Hey, Diz Unplugged team. I'm Melissa Filipkowski, and I'm fairly close by in lovely Sarasota, Florida. And I wanted to send you guys a quick message about how the Diz Unplugged podcast has affected me. Um, and I guess first off, happy anniversary to you guys. I first started listening to the Diz Unplugged podcast while I was at work. I work in a pretty stressful but amazing internet marketing startup, and I would use the podcast to unplug, get it, <laughs> myself from work for a little bit. I can definitely say that the Diz has helped my bottom line, as my clients and coworkers can tell when I've been listening. I guess they can hear the happiness in my voice. I've graduated into using the Diz Unplugged to help me train for my first ever upcoming Disney race, the Tower of Terror 10-miler in September. I'll often find myself laughing out loud at Pete or tearing up when Teresa starts crying. I guess I'm a sympathy crier, and I often wonder what people must be thinking I'm on as they see me running down the street. (laughs) On a personal and sentimental note, having the whole Diz Unplugged team as my running partner has been amazing. I'm not athletic. 
I was slightly overweight before I started, and with the help of the Diz, I am now proud to say that I not only can run three miles straight without wanting to die, but I am <laughs> down 10 pounds and on the road to a healthier lifestyle, wow. besides when the Epcot Food and Wine Festival is going on. Thank you guys again for all of your amazing work, your witty commentary, and an and incredible Disney knowledge. I definitely know where the Diz will take me next. My goal weight and my first marathon in February 2013. Thanks again, guys, and happy anniversary. Awesome. Awesome. See, I love hearing stuff like that. Yeah. Love hearing stuff like that. This stuff just makes my day. It really does. Uh, and and Melissa, I, I applaud you for, you know, even though I, I make fun of runners all the time, <laughs> it's only because We're I know jealous. I could never do it. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, but... I'm very soon to be at least following in your dietary footsteps because I have made the commitment. I've made the commitment to lose weight and get healthier. And that and the fact that my doctor is <laughs> like telling me, okay, it's really time now. It's really time. So um, I, you know, I, I admire and respect people who do that and, I'm glad that we can, you know, by putting out the show, we give you something to listen to while you're running. Uh, I love hearing the stories of where people listen to the show. Mm -hmm. uh, we get some Very great cool. ones. We've gotten some great ones. And, uh, you know, it's just nice to know that something you're doing is, you know, in some small way, helping somebody out while they're trying to accomplish a goal. Mm -hmm. Before I was here, before I was working with you guys, um, and I was... When oh. he was happy. <laughs> Before I was here. No, when I was living in Virginia and I was a listener, um, every now and then, you know, I I lived in a, a small city so I could, you know, walk places unlike here in Florida. Um, but like if I wanted to walk to the store, like a 20 minute walk, uh, if if there was a new show, a uh, new Diz Unplugged podcast, then I would decide to walk. If not, I would just drive there. Okay. So I kind of, I understand the mentality of having that hour and a half show come out Say, so, you know what, I'm going to go for a run instead of doing whatever because I'm not just going to sit around and listen. Yeah, that would be silly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would just be silly. But it kills me. I think it's funny that there are, um, there are a lot of people who, like, the show comes out and they literally sit in their living room with, like, their family and listen. And that cracks me up. I think that's, that's, I think that's hysterical. It, it reminds me of people, you know, like, when you would back in the day sit around the radio, yeah. staring at the radio. Ladies and gentlemen, all the ships at sea. <laughs> we have nothing to fear. <laughs> right, exactly. fear um, yeah, maybe I should start doing fireside chats. Yeah, you should be. Um, you know, I'll, I'll channel my inner FDR. <laughs> um, but uh, awesome, the three great ones. Thank you guys for that. Now, uh, if you have a Diz story you want to share with us. Email them to me, please, Pete at WDWinfo.com. And uh, we prefer the audio ones. Uh, you can record them on your iPhones and just email them right from your iPhones using the stock recorder that comes with it. And if we play your voicemail, your Diz story on the show, you're going to get a shot at the prize Matron. We've got a number of great prizes still left, including an Adventures by Disney Backstage Magic. Or a trip to Costa Rica with Adventures by wow. Disney, as well as some other cool stuff. So, Pete at www.info.com, send us your Diz story. Tell us how the Diz has helped you plan your vacation, meet some friends, meet a wife, meet a husband, have a baby, <laughs> rob a bank, whatever it is you, you do. Uh, it always through, goes there, doesn't it? It, it always has, goes someplace dark. It has to go someplace dark. 
And uh, that will do it for this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again next time with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for listening, everyone. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes.